0: about publishing and writing, and to highlight independent bookstores. These friends discuss the books they've written, the books they're reading now, and the art of storytelling. If you love books, and you're curious about the writing world, you're in the right place.
1: Hi everyone, Um, Mary Kay Andrews here. Before we get started, um, I wanna welcome all of our new viewers joining us tonight for the first time from Parade.com, and I want to introduce you to a very special person, Megan Nelly, Senior Editor and Books Editor at Parade Magazine.
2: Hi, Megan. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Good. Thanks for coming. Of course. Yeah. So, I'm... um... I was introduced, I'm Megan Melly, and I'm the senior editor here at Parade Magazine and at Parade.com. I'm the books editor as well. Um, so we are really, really excited to announce um, a new partnership between Friends and Fiction and Parade.com. So every Wednesday, one of these lovely women from Friends and Fiction will publish a new essay on Parade.com, writing about lessons she's learned from life or just that week, during the pandemic. Um, And then later on that evening, they'll hop on on Facebook Live and discuss those themes. So I think it's going to be a really great partnership to bring parades readership, um, which overlaps a ton with all of your readerships as well.
1: You're Megan, so thank you so much for being with us tonight. And Kristen Harmel is responsible for that. So yes, we love <laughs> all
3: for Kristen. We're just so thank happy you. to be joining you, Megan. Yeah. Thank you so much.
4: Of
2: course, we're looking forward to this. Thank you.
4: Thanks, Megan. Megan,
2: thank yeah. come back soon. A thank you, Parade. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And,
1: then- and now, of course, welcome everyone else. To our Wednesday night, folks, to this special, it's almost Valentine's Day edition of Friends in Fiction, where we're going to be joined tonight by the wildly popular and just plain wild (laughs) (laughs) best-selling romantic comedy author, Susan Elizabeth Phillips, who will be our special guest. And we're the six of us, five of us plus Sep, as we call her. Well mate, we're gonna play my game that I made up. And it's called Literary Spin the Bottle. I make up, I make up the rules and I just desi- I decide who wins.
4: <laughs> Sounds fair. <laughs> I'm not nervous at all. Ooh. No, no, no fear. We love my wild game, cards. Be afraid. <laughs> afraid. Right.
1: My game, my rules. Okay. First, <laughs> let's meet the players. Do <laughs> I sound like Wink Martindale? Let's meet the players. <laughs> Of the Fab Five. Okay. I am Mary Kay Andrews, and I'm going to introduce you to Kristen Harmel. So, Kristen, my question for you is, for Valentine's Day, which do you prefer, champagne or perfume?
3: Well, since I literally wrote the book on champagne, I'm going to go with
0: champagne. <laughs> I think we all would have won if we placed money on that.
3: Yes, that that's true. Plus, we, I enjoy drinking my happiness, so <laughs> you, t- per- perfume doesn't taste as good. <laughs> so I'm Kristen Harmel, and I would like to ask Christy Woodson Harvey, dark or milk chocolate?
5: Definitely milk chocolate. And now that you said that you... Literally, write the book on champagne. I'm like, I should be writing a book about chocolate, right? Right? I mean, no, no, no.
3: I
1: get to do that. That no,
3: (laughs) I I call French fries.
5: I'll just do the research. Thank you very
3: much.
5: (laughs) Okay, well then, maybe I'll do peanut butter because that's my second Hmm. favorite thing. Um, Okay, so I'm Christy Woodson Harvey, and I'm going to introduce you to Patty Callahan Henry. Um, Patty, would you rather your sweetie gift you with daisies or diamonds? I mean, is that
4: even real? If you say <laughs> daisies, you know <laughs> you're lying. First of all, my face already hurts from laughing. But um, definitely diamonds because diamonds last forever and daisies like droop and have smell after like a week. <laughs> <I> don't even smell that. I'm going to go with diamonds. And oh, I forgot. I'm Patty Callahan Henry. And um, okay, I'm going to ask Mary Alice Monroe. Breakfast in bed or romantic candlelight dinner at home?
0: Ooh, okay. I'm Mary Alice Monroe, and I definitely am going to go for that candlelit dinner. Mm-hmm. And you can toss in a few of those diamonds while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> like diamonds in your I mean, candlelight you can
4: have my Kind of what I go. <laughs>
0: All right, um, Mary Kay. You K. can have
4: my diamond. You can have my daisies. Oh, well, you know
0: what? I do like daisies, but I prefer diamonds. Thank oh. you very much. Okay, Mary Kay, kisses
1: or back rubs? Ooh. Well, I kind of like having my back kissed. Oh special twist and if you're with a man for a not long enough time he knows all the right places
3: oh (laughs) that's why you write
1: those good love scenes (laughs) am i right oh my goodness we're getting a look girls girls rain it in (laughs) okay Okay. ladies should we bring in susan elizabeth phillips or not um Next. What do you think her answer would
4: oh, be? <laughs> <laughs> have you been waiting for a long time? I, <laughs> you would never let me in.
1: <laughs> you're not one of the Fab Five, you need to run along now. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> Sean, take her out of here. We have, you're going to kick we, me out now?
6: Yes. But yes. no, it's all right. You get treats uh, in the
0: green Sean's room. Sean's
6: not kicking right.
1: me out. No, uh, Sean. I, 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 Somebody give her. Somebody give that woman some of those Mama right. Geraldine's cheese straws. Oh, let me keep, keep the in the green room. She won't go. Oh, <laughs> thank God she went away. You man, get rid of her. Oh.
5: <laughs> keep on smacking y'all, and don't forget that when you order for Mama G's, uh, like we know Susan is eating in the green room right now, use the Fab Five coupon to get a twenty percent off discount.
1: Okay, and in a few minutes, we will have to bring Susan back in, and we'll hear <laughs> <laughs> all the juicy details about her upcoming June release, which is When Stars Collide, and yes, for all, so uh, there it is, isn't that a great cover? It is,
4: so, that's a so great cover. Yeah, yeah, we have to ask
1: her, she's got a new cover look, which I think is so fun, It's I for all of you SEP fans out there, it is a new installment in her wildly popular Chicago Stars episode series. <laughs> but okay.
0: before we bring Susan on and the got fun and games commence, we want to thank our newest friends and fixture partner, Page One Books. Page One offers a subscription package, which is basically a personalized service that hand selects books for you based on your preference and their knowledge. So like we say all the time here, nothing replaces the personal touch of a real, live, independent bookstore. And this is no exception. So your books are not chosen by an algorithm, but they're chosen by a real, live person.
3: Yeah, and the way that it works is really cool. So you can choose a 3, 6, or 12-month subscription. You fill out a short questionnaire and tell them all about you, what your literary loves are, what your likes and dislikes are, kind of like a dating service, but for books, right? Um, and then page one does their magical literary matchmaking, and you receive a book hand-chosen for you, beautifully wrapped with a special literary treat inside.
4: And... First-time subscribers get 10% off with the code FAB5, which doesn't include Susan Elizabeth Phillips. But we have more information on our Friends and Fiction Facebook page where you can find everything.
1: You know, we've got a lot to get to tonight, but first we want to whet your appetite for our own Patty's stunning upcoming release, Surviving Savannah. So we're going to... We're going to show you this beautiful trailer. And we're also going to remind you, remind you that we would love it if you would pre-order Surviving Savannah from tonight's bookseller, Booktown in Manasquan, New Jersey, where you will get a 10% discount on all of our books, including Susan's brand new paperback, Dance Away with Me, and her forthcoming When Stars Collide. I'm so excited.
4: Sean, roll the tape, baby. Discovering untold stories is like having a great secret whispered in your ear. And this story is one of those secrets. My new novel, Surviving Savannah, is inspired by the true and forgotten to time saga of a luxury steamship with the nickname, The Titanic of the South. But her real name was the steamship Pulaski in the middle of the night on June 14th, with close to 200 passengers on board, this steamship exploded off the coast of North Carolina. About one third of the passengers and crews survived. When I learned about this little known story, I was immediately fascinated because I realized how close to home it was right here in my towns of Savannah, Georgia, and Bluffton, South Carolina, and how its tale had never been fully told. How do we survive the surviving? Who do we choose to become after tragedy? After years of research, reading, writing, and digging, I finally put together the events of that doomed journey. With a dual timeline and a modern day museum curator designing an exhibit of the artifacts, Alongside the stories of the Longstreet family in 1838, I look much closer at our collective ideas that survival merits some kind of worthiness, that everything happens for a reason, and that our lives are destined to end up in certain ways, all with the backdrop of the beloved and mystical city of Savannah then and now. Oh my goodness.
3: Thank oh, good chills everywhere. It's
4: so good. Thing. Uh, seeing that gives me chills every single time, even if I don't like watching myself on the screen. <laughs> you were beautiful. And I keep thinking about this book as the story that wouldn't leave me alone, the story that wanted to be told. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that it's out in three weeks and six days. Who's counting? Oh, who's counting? And tonight, <laughs> if you pre order, we have these adorable friends and fiction luggage tags. I love them. Can you see? Yeah. I know. Yeah, they're awesome. And so, if you order from Booktown and when you get the book, you will get this amazing luggage tag.
5: So, there and you're you are going to such a so good pretty. book. And the you're going to need so that good. luggage tag because soon, one day, we're all going to be on tour together, yeah. and you're going to have to come see us wherever we are. So you're going yes. to have to have the luggage, yeah. luggage tag. Special I, I bonuses
0: shame. for anyone who has the luggage tag. That means yeah. you're yes. right. right.
4: I keep saying this is luggage tag is for your own journey, which hopefully will be much safer than. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> Nobody like I loved I it. It was it. so great. It was a yeah. really yeah. Yeah, nice trip. Beautiful,
4: Patty.
3: It is. And the book it's is beautiful good. too. We're so excited it's about okay. it.
1: All right. right. Well, Sean, I think you had better let Susan out of the drink room <laughs> <laughs> before. <laughs> all, the evening, <laughs> <Hold> on. Yay. <laughs> so, so, <welcome>.
6: <laughs> <laughs> She's bored. <laughs> So glad you're here, Thank here. You. you're hilarious. Oh, Shower, washed my hair, put on some makeup, but I did to see the trailer. That was fabulous. Wasn't yes. it a great? Yes. yes. Yep, yep. Yep. Yep.
5: Well, speaking of new books, Susan, um, we are so excited about your newest one, "When Stars Collide," um, and you're the author of the New York Times bestselling author of twenty four ish books, right? We weren't totally sure that bridge that gap between romance, romantic comedy, women's fiction, all the good stuff that we love. So can you tell us a little bit about When Stars Collide?
6: (laughs) Yes, I can. You know how um, when we talk about our books, we need to have our like elevator pitch for the book? Mm -hmm. And I wrote mine this afternoon, but I haven't memorized it yet. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) I know, this is so lame, but my memory isn't what it used to be. So when stars collide, is the diva and the quarterback, right? Right there, you kind of know what's going to happen. He is um, the, the uh, Chicago Stars backup quarterback. All his life, he's been number two. She is number one opera superstar, Olivia Shore and she is a soprano with issues of her own. They are trapped together on a one-month junket, press junket promoting a luxury watch, and it is not going to go well. <laughs> this book, uh, this was one of my easier books to write, because I felt like going in, I had a clear sense of what was... Once I said Diva and the quarterback, it just kind of all was clear to me. So this was really a fun book to write, and if any readers don't like it, it's because they're bad readers and have no sense of humor.
5: <laughs> <laughs> 100%. That's, yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah. We
0: we'll we'll talk it. about perfect timing because it's yeah. Valentine's Day and Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Combined, yes, so yes, absolutely, absolutely perfect. perfect.
6: Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, but the book does not come out until the end of June, so it's right. going to be a while. Instead, uh, right now, the mass market is out on Dance Away with Me, um, yes, which has been so out for a while. But what I think so is fun, such fun, a great book. Thank you. With with the mass market paperback is. This is showing up in, you know, Walmart and CVS and Kroger's and all the places where um, I think we find new readers. Yeah. yeah. You, don't you find yeah. that with the books? Yeah. Yes, it's totally.
0: Market. And the price yeah. point is so great, too. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it yeah. is. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, I've got a question for you, Susan. Um, at some point some years ago, we did a very entertaining event together in Chicago. You're not going to bring this up again. i not, not this that, not that not that whole story. No, that's for another that's for another night. Okay. Now I distinctly remember you telling me you were not going to do a book a year. So uh, isn't this a book a year? Mm-mm. No, there were. Um,
6: You know, I don't think, I I think I've only done one book a year in my entire career. I am really, really a slow writer. And I think a lot of it is my approach because I don't know what I'm going to write until I'm in the story. And then I constantly have to rewrite. Mm -hmm. But I think this one took me about 21 months when stars collide. Um, And uh, I think, dance away with me, there was a one-year gap when I wasn't writing. And then that one took a, a full two years. So, I wish I just wish I could write faster, but it doesn't happen. But they're gems, my darling. When they it's come
1: working out. for you, yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't change anything. Uh, and you know, you're you're known for your romantic comedy, but there's some serious stuff in Dance Away with Me. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the heroine is is she is a um, young widow, a midwife. Mm-hmm. And she's in a state of grief at the beginning of the book. She's decided to isolate herself in this little town in Tennessee uh, uh, on top of Runaway Mountain. And uh, all she wants is to be left alone. She's not in a good state at the beginning of the book. And then the hero, who's kind of a grouchy bear at the beginning, uh, is is a... very famous street artist, uh, kind of going through a crisis in his life, all he wants is to be left alone. But obviously that cannot happen. I like being able to um, go between writing real rom-coms, which When Stars Collide um, is, and then more women's fiction, which we have in uh, Dance Away With Me. But one thing I always will have is a happy ending. That is important to me.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm with you. We need more okay. help. Yes. All right. Yeah. Enough of this serious stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Uh-oh. play. Let's play. Spin the literary bottle. Oh, <laughs> literary bottle. So <laughs> All right. Everybody, I'm going to go around the uh, globe here. I want you to tell me who was your first... Or favorite literary crush. Kristen?
3: My first literary crush was John Delar from the Clan of the Caveman series. Which is a pretty sexy book. Awesome. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I understood what throbbing members were when I was reading the first time. I think I was or too young. To-
0: actually,
5: <laughs>
3: yes, but I mean, really, they get sexy later on. I don't think I knew it. I, yeah, I, I was way too young to be reading those books.
5: <laughs> That's, hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious! Oh my gosh! Okay, Christine. Okay, what about so you? I'm quizzing you guys. Um, so I chose Todd Wilkins. Does anyone know who Todd Wilkins is or remember?
0: Uh-huh.
5: Okay, he was. Um, I think either. I think it was Jessica Wakefield's boyfriend, not Elizabeth. It might have been Elizabeth Wakefield's boyfriend I don't in know, Wakefield. the Sweet it Valley High. Valley. <laughs> oh.
4: We should have guessed. And, and you know, was like, oh. after time.
5: you know, he was like the handsome, like football star, and yes. you know, he was just everything, you know, that mm-hmm. he just wanted to. So yeah, that's my first crush, Todd.
4: <laughs> okay, Patty. Well, we should have known that about you, Christy. We know yes. how you feel about Sweet yes. Valley High. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're being honest, and I would like to pick some hunky guy, but my first literary crush, the guy I wished was mine, I'll quiz you guys. Do you know who he is? Ned Nickerson. I totally forever, forever. Nancy Drew. No. I yes. had dicks on was him. He, was he Nancy Drew? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I forgot his name. <laughs> Ned Nickerson. That was a long time
6: ago. were forget
1: Ned Nickerson.
0: No. Okay, hey, Mary you know
6: Alice. What, well, I'm going to predate y'all. Oh, go ahead, when Susan. When you think about Ned Nickerson in Nancy Drew, he had absolutely no personality. I think <laughs> we imposed our own dream.
4: <laughs> That's so guess, true, actually. I mean, like, mm-hmm. Susan, he didn't need a personality. <laughs> <laughs> I was
6: just going
0: to
3: say you a car. <laughs> what else do you
0: need? How <laughs> do you remember all this, Patty? It's weird
1: Because he was my first literary son. You never forget your first love. Yeah, That's I forget- true. I-, I actually thought Nancy had the coupe. <laughs> I
3: love the word coupe. She had the roadster. She had, she the the had a roadster coupe, she right? Roadster. Oh, I think Best, Best and George didn't Georgie, I don't know, someone else had a... Nancy
1: Nancy had a, yeah. um,
3: a coupe. Yeah. A- that's a I great that word. word. Okay. Yeah, I know.
0: All right, Mary Alice, you're up. Well, I'm going to predate all you girls. My first literary crush was Peter Pan. Mm. Oh my gosh! I used to. I'm really embarrassed to admit this, but I left my window open for him <laughs> <laughs> oh. for, till I was much too old. <laughs> and I still, crack it open just a little bit.
1: <laughs> oh, he was so
0: great. They, now there's a boy with a lot of personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> All right, Susan, what's yours? Your well, first it, was Ned,
6: it was Ned, but I actually had another one. Uh, you guys might not be quite old enough to remember the Rosamund Dujardin books. Oh, my God, books, I love those. Books. What was the Mike thing? and Penny. Mike was an early hero of mine. Again, I think Mike, if I read those books again, didn't have a lot of personality. But, oh, I loved him, and I loved those books. Double Date uh, I can't think of the second one, uh, and the third was Double Wedding, where they yeah. spent the entire their entire college career getting ready for their weddings to be moms and housewives. No mention of a career.
1: <laughs> I love those books. I read yeah. them all out, checked them out of the library in junior high, and I always thought mm-hmm. I was going to go to a to a um, a mixer because they were always oh, going to yeah. mixers. They went to mixers. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: I always thought I was going to go to Neverland.
6: Yeah, yeah. Uh, poor, poor
0: Mary.
3: Yeah. You still have some time, Mary. I, I think <laughs> it's the afterlife. Is what I was going to say, get.
5: Mary Kay, if you want to go to a mixer, I can make that happen for
1: you. <laughs> I just want to go somewhere. I don't care where. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you mine. Mine is even goes beyond Susan's um with Rosamund Dujardin. That's a blast in the past. My first literary crush was Laurie, the rich neighbor. From yes. Little Women. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I yes. really yes. upset so, when he took up with Amy instead of Joe. Joe. I thought he was, I thought Joe was you a never friend. got over it, did you? you <laughs> no, know. no, I you never did. Just she yeah. has yeah. ended up with the grumpy German old professor <laughs> bear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That, was, yes. that was a bad
1: mistake
6: Louisa May Alcott made. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. not
1: right. Mm-hmm. Okay,
6: mm-hmm.
1: now we're going to ask what was the first or favorite romance you remember reading? Oh, easy. Oh. Um,
0: ma'am, what do you oh, got? Oh, easy. It's The Flame and the Flower by Kathleen Budowis. And I remember Ooh. I was in graduate school. My sister recently <laughs> sent me this book. Yeah. And she, it holds up, first of all. If you read that book today, it holds up. Does but it my do? sister's Oh, Yeah oh yeah, she's really a good writer. And she sent me this book and it was dog-eared. I mean, really, you could tell the pages were well warm. And there's a little note, note paper on the top said, you must read this underlined so many times. Oh and I'm God. like, what is this? And I didn't know what a historical romance was. This was back in the day. Wow. And I started reading it and the writing's really good. And then I... Oh, my God. I was hooked. Until years later, Carrie Farron, the editor, Susan, you know very well.
2: Yeah.
0: I was was one of the RWA meetings, and Kathleen Woodbus was there. Yeah. And Gary came over and said, I know you love her. Come. I got her autograph. <laughs> so I have it framed in my office, Kathleen That's Woodibus. great. Yeah. Yeah.
4: That's okay, incredible. Patty, what about yours? The first time I remember reading a book and being like, Look at that romance it and is Thornbirds. Did y'all oh, read Thornbirds? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh and the T V series was oh, I, did now, I didn't watch the T V series. I was smart enough to know it would probably really Oh no, it was good. But I'm still I I still sometimes think about that book. Meggie Cleary and Ralph and her father's oh, name oh, was Patty. And yeah. The priest. And um yeah, that brief, Yeah, it was father of yeah, Ralph. I left off the word father. Yeah, yes, I know. It was, it was father of Ralph. Forbidden love. And, um, yeah, you know, my daughter's name is Megan. And I'm wondering if the subconscious <laughs> is a strange thing. I don't know. Okay. But, yeah, I loved, I think I read that book more than three or four times when I was in high school. So, hmm. How about you? Not a good role model for a love story, but what is?
5: (laughs) Well, speaking of that, so I was trying to decide (laughs) if I think this technically qualifies as a romance, but we're just going to go with it. Um, So mine was Garden of Lies by Eileen, whose name I I know her really well. I don't know how to pronounce. it Goj Googe, and I like know her really well, and I don't know how to pronounce her last name. That's so embarrassing. But um, oh my gosh I love that book so much and that's really cool circle because before she wrote Garden of Lies guess what she used to ghostwrite What Sweet Valley Sweet Valley High Oh no she Sweet did not, not. She did oh. too. When I met her I was like oh my gosh she not oh, not funny. she's the the runaway bestseller of all these amazing novels but she wrote Sweet Valley <laughs> <laughs> More importantly yeah. everybody starts with something That's right
3: Okay, Kristen, here we go with something weird. I know. <laughs> it's totally weird. I'm going back to Clan of the Cave Bear. Okay, so the, the the first book was, as Mary Alice said, like not romantic, right? Like violent and whatever. But starting with the second book, it was a love story, but like a love, I mean, it's been a really long time since I read it. So perhaps I'm remembering it wrong. But it was a love story about this woman who's kind of empowered in a time before that was. A thing, I think. So I don't know. I really liked *Clan of the Cave Bear*. And what is not to like about the six foot six, blonde haired, blue eyed John Delar. I ask you all.
1: I
0: know. Oh, I rest
3: <laughs> <of> my case. <laughs> well, you
1: know, I read a lot of Barbara Cartland when I was in high school. Oh my gosh! I know. Uh, and my favorite one—I I, I sometimes have to look up what the title of it was. But in it, there mm-hmm. always—it's a governess, and she's shy and meek, and she goes to work for the alpha male. And she's pudgy, or, you know, I forget how they worded it in a Barbara Cartland. But every night, she's so upset. She goes skinny dipping in the pool and swims laps. And at the end of the book, she gets out of the pool, and the the hero of the book is there. The love interest is there. And she gets out of the pool dripping wet, and she's skinny. And she hasn't noticed. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) She hasn't noticed that she's no longer pudgy, which I but i have to tell you i know it's all that swimming i know i tried it um the first really sexy romance novel i read was forever amber by kathleen windsor any of you all read that oh yeah Mm
6: -hmm. i had to read it in the library because mother wouldn't let me read it so i hid in the back of the library to read it oh no i love that That thing there
1: yeah And I have to tell you that um, I interviewed Kathleen Woodowice when I was a newspaper reporter for the Atlanta Constitution. And I was, you know, very snobby. I'm like, I'm going to go. And literally, she was signing books in the frozen foods at Kroger. And I was so about, so snobby about this romance writer signing books in a, you know, a card table at the Kroger. Let me tell you. She had diamonds that spanned her neck. <laughs> <laughs> she was wearing a Chanel suit, and I said to myself, "Hmm, there might be something to this." <laughs> she didn't have daisies; she only yeah. had diamonds. Yeah, she didn't only only had diamonds. Well, that woman can
0: write a book. I'll tell you. Yeah, that woman can write a book.
1: Yeah. Okay, now I want to hear your favorite couple from one of your own. Your favorite what romantic couple. Wait, wait. What was Susan? Wasn't e? I mean, that the answer? <laughs> You're not one of us. You don't know.
6: Block me out. And I have many things to say here. Number one, a lot of questions about where I am right now. I'm yeah. sitting on the balcony in, uh, outside our condo in Southern California, and it's cold. I mean, it's not Midwest cold, but it's cold for here. But if I go inside, I age rapidly in the light in there. So I'm sacrificing uh, because I'm shallow, basically. But, um, ca- oh, okay. Ca- um, Barbara Cartland, do any of you remember, you probably don't, this would have been in the early days of romantic times at a conference, Barbara Cartland came to speak and she had huge hat on in one of her gowns and um, she gave us a lecture, not on her books, but on vitamins the the reasons we should be taking vitamins. <laughs> That's the most bizarre thing um, I I I will never forget that she lived to be a hundred or something, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, no.
5: She um, went wrong. Vitamins. <laughs>
6: But in terms of uh, the first romance, actual romance I read uh, was Viol- one of Violet Winsper's books that was packaged with Tide laundry detergent. It was a promotion <laughs> they did and they shrink wrapped this, this um, a-, a Harlequin romance on the Tide box. And until then I had uh, was much too snobbish to ever read a Harlequin romance. And of course I devoured that. And from then on it was just open season, but I I really remember that shrink wrap Tide box.
1: I love it that they packaged the dirty book with a box of
6: Tide. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this was not a dirty book.
5: I, I <laughs> okay. just, just love a- that <laughs> women were at home doing laundry and reading their romance novel while they were yeah, waiting for their laundry awesome. to <laughs> They thought before. that the women were reading right. the romance right. they're novel. They're reading oh. while they're doing laundry, because there's nothing else. You know, I bet
6: that was a really great promotion for Hollywood. Okay. Was. That's who it was. Yeah. I'm actually going to think
5: it would be great now.
6: All kinds yeah. of women who think, I don't want to read that kind of book, and then they get one, and they're...
5: Unitarian,
2: through it.
1: That sure, was true, so yeah. true. Okay, favorite romantic couple from one of your own novels and the reason that they're your favorite, uh, Patty?
4: So it will forever be C.S. Lewis and Joy Davidman, but they're real. Mm-hmm. So for fictional, it would definitely be Nick and Amy from Losing the Moon college sweethearts who lose each other and the way they find each other is that her son starts dating his daughter. Love it. And I still, I still, and so does Christy, still wonders <laughs> what happened to Nick and Amy. That was my first book. That was my very first published novel came out in 2004 and they gave it a new cover last year, so more cool. people can meet Nick yeah. and Amy. Yeah.
1: Okay, Mary Alice, you're
0: up. It would have to be Karen Brett from the Beach House, and I—they just started a dynasty, so to speak. But they are special to me because I was about the same age as Kara in her early fours. She was just hitting 40. And so what's a second chance. You know, she was a woman who worked so hard and her career was so important to her that along the way, she forgot to get married and have kids. It was sort of all of a sudden she was 40 and her life had changed. And Brett was a young, a good old low country boy. And to my mind, there's nothing sexier than a low country boy. <laughs> and he, he wooed her with his charm. And When she chose him, it was a sense of real knowing, Mm -hmm. not just that he was the one, but that it was time. So I think it was maybe the best love story I wrote, and it'll always be
3: my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, Kristen? Yeah, um, I'm not going to mention Cleana the Cave Bear again, don't worry. (laughs)
1: Go
3: so over those bears. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for me, it was uh, Rose and Jacob in *The Sweetness of Forgetting*, which was my 2012 novel. So they meet as teenagers in uh, World War II Paris, and he tells her, "As long as there are stars in the sky, no. I will love you," mm. and he means it. So life separates them, but every time she looks up at a night sky, she knows he's there. She knows he loves her, and um, and also on a personal note, the year after the book came out. Um, my husband actually proposed to me, my now husband proposed to me on the street outside Rose's apartment in Paris using that line. So it's, I think oh, you'll always man. have special
4: meaning. For Whoa. Me. You'll yeah.
3: we'll always have Paris. I, love you always have, Paris.
4: Yeah. I
1: think he outkicked his coverage there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty awesome. Um would be
5: awesome. Christy. Tell um, us. I think for me. This was a hard one, but I think it has to be Ansley and Jack from the Peachtree Bluff series, Um, which I think is kind of a funny choice because it's definitely like a later in life romance for them. So it maybe was not the one that would come to mind first, but I love first love stories and first love coming back to the light. And Jack and Ansley have a really big secret between them that sort of bonds them even through all these years that they're separated. So when they come back together, there's... Um, There are a lot of really grown up things involved in them being together, but they know that they can't be apart. And I love stories like that. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think my favorite from mine is Anna Jane and Mason from Spring Fever, because I love a story where exes are reunited. Mm -hmm. And this one has the bonus appeal of being the protagonist. Anna Jane's first serious crush is Mason when she's a little girl. And she's best friends with Mason's little sister. So that's mine. What about you, Susan? I'm really,
6: really surprised at your answers because genuinely um, right now my favorite couple is um, Thad and Olivia from When Stars Collide. But that's because they're the the couple that I just finished. I mean, I Mm -hmm. truly don't. I'm shocked. I think you're all bad book mothers to be able to pick out a couple <laughs> you like the most. I, I can't um, help it. <laughs> thunderstruck. I'm just thunderstruck. <laughs> <laughs> Have we disappointed you?
0: Oh, yes.
3: I, I mean, I,
6: I'm just... I'm so attached to every one of those couples pulling out one.
5: You're probably bad mothers to your children, too. That's probably true. I mean, I think this is a very revealing night. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I just I
6: love the dynamic between Thad and Olivia because she is so powerful. And, you know, messing around with an opera star, a woman who who is used to having this commanding presence on the stage and this great jock, his, one of his big conflicts is he's absolutely the most beautiful man in the world. He hates his looks. He's tried everything to mess them up, but nothing works. Um, They're just a really, really fun couple to me. But then I, I have loved all those couples. And frankly, giving you all writing advice, I think if you don't love all your couples equally, you need to work on your craft a little bit. I think you're right. I hey, Sean, could
3: right. you take her out? What did the- she want to say? Who invited her? Did,
4: yeah. somebody not-
5: <laughs> <laughs> did we not give you enough cookies? Or- yeah, yeah. I, think I think maybe we, we skip sure. the cookies and let's had-
0: give that
1: girl some
5: champagne. I told you I should have given her the cinnamonies, not the cheese straws.
1: No, you said that wrong thing back there. That was the issue. Okay, now. You know, everybody loves a good meet cute story. Hmm. I didn't know what a meet cute story was until my agent told me. So the meet cute is when the protagonist of your novel meets the love interest. Is that Susan? Do you have a train going right through your house? Oh, she's on mute because she she
6: yeah, I muted myself. But no, the train's not here yet. It'll be along soon, though.
1: Okay, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> <Get> on it. <laughs> All right, everybody loves a good meet cute story. And that's the scene where boy meets girl. So, I've asked everybody to write their own meet cute story. And um Kristen is up first with her meet cute story.
3: Now uh, I'm paranoid. No. <laughs> Aww. No. Paranoid because Susan's going to judge this too and find me to be (laughs) wanting the wife's apartment as well. Well, (laughs) But we know who your
5: favorite child is, and so do I. So we know she can't really criticize us. That that. is
3: true. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Okay, so ready? She was a struggling writer, he, the communications manager of a nonprofit. Both were in other relationships when they met, but their two mutual friends, Chad and Wendy, secretly believed that the little blonde Kristen and the tall, dark, and handsome Jason were meant to be together. And so they continued to invite them places together where Kristen and Jason would talk and laugh, but there was always something standing in the way. Until one day, there wasn't. On a balmy night out with Wendy, Chad, and some other friends at the classic romantic establishment, World of Beer, (laughs) Jason reached for Kristen's hand under the table. Surprised, she looked up their eyes met. An hour later they were making out in the parking lot like teenagers <laughs> despite the fact that they were in their mid-30s. And oh, a year and a half later he was proposing in Paris and now they're living happily ever after. And also today's his birthday so I am a horrible wife
5: because I'm here him. Happy birthday, Jason. <laughs> Happy birthday, that, that, was birthday. Adorable. that was great. That was a okay. really good birthday gift to him. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: Lori <laughs> Alice, would you like to tell us about your Valentine's Day? Your um, meet cute you. I served. okay, oh my goodness, that's my darling boy.
0: She was a young editor, Encyclopedia Britannica, just out of college. He was a young filmmaker from New York. It was an icy cold winter night in Chicago and fondue parties were all the rage. I just dated myself. She enters the room, lots of corporate types in suits, but across the room, she sees a staggeringly handsome man staring at her velvet pants, longish black hair. Think Johnny Depp, only better looking. Their eyes meet and it's a thunderbolt. She thinks, oh no, I'm not ready for this. She avoids him all night. Then waiting in line for the only bathroom. She hears his voice behind her, hello. (laughs) Think voice of Alan Rickman. I sigh, I know I'm doomed. I look up and smile. One year later, we were married. He goes to medical school. She goes to graduate school. Now he's a psychiatrist and she's a novelist. She's no longer young and he doesn't look like Johnny Depp, but they still love each other and fond you.
2: So sweet. That's so cute. I love it. I love it.
1: It sounds. Doesn't it sound like telegraph, old timey telegraph? Mm-hmm. It sounds like somebody's yeah. trying to message us from space.
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's, it's not coming
6: me because I don't have my phone close and I muted myself, so you I am not you. the yeah. guilty party. <laughs> you need to mute
1: yourself again. You are in our space once again.
5: <laughs> okay, Christy about your meat cute okay <laughs> as the college co-ed and the older wiser dental student pre-gamed for the kappa delta dukes of hazard cocktail <laughs> he taught her that that wasn't just a jessica simpson movie oh. it was a real tv show way back in the 80s before she was born and she taught him how she cut an old pair of jeans to make daisy dukes and pulled the threads to make the fringe on the bottom Neither of them were looking for anything serious, but between the cowboy boots and jean shorts, smoky dance floor, and cheap vodka, they fell in love, as the Duke boys would say, faster than a bee-stung stallion. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! This was a very fun exercise. (laughs) We
1: might have to all like do a short story and do an anthology, right? Pad
0: something.
4: Yeah, Patty, please. Um, enlighten us about your meeting. All right. So in the late 1980s, as Speed Speedwagon and Madonna sing from the radio, (laughs) there's a bus full of frat boys and their dates headed to North Carolina for a ski trip. The brown-eyed, curly-haired girl was on a date with another boy. But the blonde-haired, blue-eyed boy at the back of the bus kept snapping pictures of her on a camera? Yes, a real camera. <laughs> Three years later, both of them were in Atlanta in graduate school, and they ran into each other in a very classy bar with friends. The boy sent his Auburn football quarterback pal over to say, "Pat wants to ask you out. <laughs> I said, oh, that is so nice, but I have a boyfriend but I'd really love to be friends with Pat Henry. Four years later they were married, and now they have three grandkids, three kids, one grandchild, and their 30th anniversary is in a couple days.
1: Oh. All right, Susan, you're up. Tell us about Mr. Bill. His
6: friends <laughs> gave him his friends gave him two choices. He could go out on a blind date with either the blonde English teacher or the brunette drama teacher. Of course, he chose the blonde. Fortunately, the blonde suggested they go ice skating, not knowing he'd never been on a pair and it didn't go well. Alas, this left him with the the consolation prize of the blonde English teacher's roommate, the brunette drama teacher, who happened to be me. (laughs) I still remember him standing at my parents' front door, a lock of brown hair falling over his forehead, Mm. a cigarette dangling from the corner of his mouth. (laughs) Fifty years later, the cigarettes are long gone, but fortunately not the hair, and the blonde English teacher and her husband remain our lifelong friends. The end.
5: (laughs) Y'all love your picture the best. Yeah. yeah, he, went, <laughs> he made
6: okay. my costume. He decided he was going to go as Batman. He told me I had to be Robin. I said I wasn't going to be Robin, and so he just made out, it. went out and made the costume for me, and then I was Robin. But oh. The funny thing about that is he'd like to wear it to like neighborhood parties. The little kids c- would cry every time they saw him because he's six three in that with that mask. It was huge. <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: Okay. <laughs> He was the smart, serious jock shy with the ladies. She was a madcap class cut up who liked to torment him in high school typing class by By taking her toe and pulling his sock down with her toe. (laughs) They were just friends until graduation weekend when they took her mom's station wagon and a paper bag full of popcorn to see a John Wayne Western at the Skyview Drive-In. And while the bullets were flying on screen, things started to heat up in that station wagon.
5: i have an edit for you on that story. <laughs> oh, you do, do you? Yeah. What okay. about, while the bullets were flying on screen, the sparks were flying in that station? Oh. I like it. Uh. And they still are. And they still
4: are. Mm-hmm.
1: like it. <laughs> <laughs> four years later awesome okay um, you know guys we're running out of time uh, but yes we have some questions people are having questions um, who wants to ask Susan a question about her age <laughs> <laughs> well
0: how about instead of that <laughs> we jump right to susan what are you reading lately can you tell us what you've liked? you know
6: the book i really liked recently was have any of you read unmarriageable um oh my gosh uh, the, uh, mary alice i think that's your phone being too close to your mic i'm just saying yes uh sanaya kamal's book unmarriageable it's pride and prejudice uh, set in Pakistan of all places and it is just a delightful read I love books that give you a glimpse into other cultures this yep. is one of them and it this really sticks close to Pride and Prejudice too awesome I
5: heard about that
3: yeah, yeah that sounds great. great great recommendation
5: Christy you've got a you've got a recommendation yes um it's perfect for Valentine's Day it's called The Love Proof by Madeline Henry and it just came out yesterday Um, and oh my gosh, talking about a different world, it's about a woman who is, um, like the next big thing in physics. Um, and she sort of sets out to prove, um, the truth of love and how to see time and, and the connection between those two things. Anyway, I could not put this book down. I read it in like a day. Um, and I'm actually interviewing Madeline on Monday night, um, virtually at Blue Willow Books. So y'all come see us. It's going to be great. I have so many questions for her about this book and- like, it just fascinated me. It was one of those books that I got finished with, and I was, like, Googling all these things. Um, it, was, it was great. Well,
0: speaking yeah, really. of books we've loved, this is the perfect time to remind you all about our friends and fiction partner, Page One Books, where first-time subscribers get a 10% discount when they sign up.
5: And, Susan, as the author of 24-ish novels, um, <laughs> would, you, would you care to share a writing tip with our audience? And, honestly, with the five of us, really?
6: Well, five of you have this one down, but I get this a lot from people who are newer, and that is the old, you have to wait for inspiration to uh, write every day. And I always say, you write by writing, you write by putting your butt in the chair. Uh, Inspiration isn't going to happen necessarily when you're attending workshops or meetings or thinking, or you have to just sit down and do the work. And uh, it it doesn't make any difference how many books you've written. It can be really scary facing that blank page. You just put your butt in the chair and do the work.
1: So sad. Nice. I was <laughs> hoping you were going to give us the secret writers' club magic thought. I know.
6: It's you know isn't that true though? It's such a basic kind of thing, but you you That's have true. to work through fear. To get to that point, to be able yeah. to look at that screen and and sit there in discomfort. Yeah,
3: that's true. I was counting on you to tell us how to love our characters better, since none of us are doing that <laughs> right. <it> well <laughs> where That's <laughs> right. Therapy for that,
5: I think. <laughs> okay, we've got just a few more announcements. Second phenomenon. week in a row that I need therapy on the show. I'm sorry, I just <laughs> had to say that. Last week with the planes, and so here we go. We
4: that's should true. bring a therapist on. Maybe they can help us. <laughs> just counsel
3: us live. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, we've got just a few announcements to get through now. So, but all of you Susan Elizabeth fans, don't worry. Susan's going to definitely get in the last word because we don't really have a choice in that.
3: Sean <laughs> uh, could just take her out.
4: We love her. We love her. <laughs> so our indie bookstore this week is Booktown in Manisquan, New Jersey, where you'll get a 10% discount on all of our books including Susan's new paperback, Dance Away With Me. And you can pre-order When Stars Collide. And if you pre-order Surviving Savannah, you'll receive a signed book plate and a luggage tag. And of course, we'd love you almost as much as our Mama Geraldine cheese straws if you would pre-order all of our forthcoming books. Including that. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, Did you just really do that?
5: He <laughs> <laughs> shameless.
4: Do you want yeah. me to do it again? Yeah, yeah. do it again. Yeah.
5: Uh huh. I like that. That's really good. Well, I am so excited about next week's show. I get to host the incredible Susan Meisner and Greer McAllister. Um, I have not read Greer's book yet, but I've heard incredible things. But I just finished *The Nature of Fragile Things* and. Oh, my gosh, y'all. It, like, blew my mind. You have to read it. It was so, so great. So read it before we talk to them next week. And then the week after that, we are going to have Chris and Hannah, who is um, systematically taking over the universe. And um, – right. Is, I think, number one on the New York Times and hardback and paperback and number one on Netflix. And we're having her on. Okay. So maybe she can just, like, rub some of her magic off on the rest of us. Yes.
0: Close to her. Great success. Yes. Yes. Cheers, cheers, cheers Kristen. Cheers to Kristen. Yes, to Kristen.
5: we are proud. Wow. super proud. Okay.
1: Super Kristen proud. is in the spotlight next Monday night when Friends and Fiction Book Club discusses her novel, The Winemaker's Wife, at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And Patty, because we can't stop her from doing so, is is going (laughs) to pop in and preview Surviving Savannah. I'm going to
4: channel Susan Elizabeth Phillips, Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to keep showing up. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought you meant you were going to pop in and mock me. Phew.
1: (laughs) Everybody, make sure you have Bubbly on hand next week, because... um, Kristen, apparently, is quite, uh, we know this, we all know this from experience, is quite the expert on the champagne. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a nice thing to be an expert on. And don't forget, we've
0: got lots more original, all things book-related, coming up in our podcast. You can listen to Mary Kate Andrews and I interview another favorite of ours, Marie Benedict, the author of the best-selling novel, The Mystery of Mrs. Christie. Wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You'll find a link on the Facebook page that will take you there.
5: I'm reading The Mystery of Mrs. Christie* right now. Another really great one. Um, So, Susan, we have a question that we just really love to ask all of our guests on the show. Your age. Um, We want to know her age. (laughs) We do not. A lady never tells, and we hope that Google has it wrong forever that's what I'm hoping I'm still 29 so we're going with that um but what were your family's values around reading and writing when you were growing up and how do you think that that shaped you as a writer
6: the um my parents were huge readers my father always had thrillers mother always had a mystery going so I grew up with books around me uh I remember getting my I'm gonna train's coming um I uh, remember also getting book, uh, the first library cards I got for my sons. I remember with our second son, he was uh, like, I think about six weeks old when I had him in the front pack, taking him to the library. So we're just a huge reading family. It just seemed normal to me. Um, I don't know about the rest of you, but do you have memories? Like I have memories of going to the library, the public library when I was a kid, had marble steps and there were little dents in the center of those steps. Mm-hmm. I can still smell what that library smelled like. Just an mm-hmm. absolutely magical place.
5: That's so, so true. Um, yeah, yeah I think we all remember that for sure.
6: You do. Yeah. Yeah. I, remember you do. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I remember the bookmobile. Oh, oh we never had one one that those. bookmobile story
6: real quickly. Yeah. Wow. Bookmobile, and I couldn't, I, I couldn't get to the library in time. Always, I was a little kid. My parents had to take me. And I heard there were bookmobiles, and I wanted one in our neighborhood. Complained to my father, and he said, "If you want a bookmobile, I'm 11 years old. Get a petition together, and go out and get yourself a bookmobile." And my father was very good about being proactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, raised us to be good boys, I yeah. think, and we did that. We got our bookmobile in the neighborhood. good for you, bravo! That bravo. is a great
1: story. Yeah. that is a great story you know that is going to bring us to the conclusion of our cheesy valentine's day episode (laughs) i had so much fun (laughs) mary kay you did a great job with spin the bottle
0: so happy valentine's
1: day everybody from all of the fab Five! plus our irreplaceable managing yes. director, yes. Meg Walker, Yay. and our very own video, video dude, camera, cabana boy, Sean Hettinger, mm-hmm. um, who is expecting his second child any minute now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Those we, are the we, best
0: days. Aren't they talk about romance? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll, new we'll let you come. know
1: when baby Hettinger arrives. But we, we wanted to close tonight by ho- highlighting all of our own very special sweethearts, who I think we would all agree have just a little bit to do with the fact yeah. that we we have the careers that we do. Yeah, so sure. thank you guys all so much support, for supporting and loving us yeah. year round and not just on Valentine's Day. Oh. And we will see you next Wednesday night. See you next, you next Wednesday night. Cheers. Cheers. Susan, so good to
3: Happy see you. Was so fun. Was she was awesome. hysterical,
0: but the I whole script her. was so much fun to play your so game, fun. Mary Kay. Thank that thank was so great. that was so creative. But I here's to fun. all of us and happy Valentine's Day, happy girl. Valentine's oh, yeah. Day, happy
4: birthday to Jason. Thank
0: you. Happy birthday. Happy Jason. birthday, and
4: thanks for letting your wife spend some time with uh, us on uh, her birthday.
0: <laughs> oh, you know what? We all should be using our uh, sippy cups. Good for you, Mary Kay. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> Next week,
0: I'll plan it.
3: <laughs> She's the only that one whose wine is still chilled. She's the you smart know, one. Yeah. I just
0: gotta say, Kristen, that for all that John DeLar was blonde, you married a big boy, six foot three.
3: You're it, tiny it, next to him. So I, you, I you am. Get, yeah, he's he's six six one, and I'm only one. five. I'm only five feet tall, so I look you very look small next to next him. To him. <laughs> yes.
4: So you, your dream came true. <laughs> right, Exactly. He's my <laughs>
3: John, John
2: DeLar,
4: carrying you around like a little Polly Pocket doll. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I wonder if Will's like Todd Wilkins, I'll have to go back and look.
4: <laughs> I wonder if Pat Ned Nickerson or anything alike.
3: <laughs> <Just> <laughs> they probably never described Ned
4: Nickerson. Mm-hmm. You no, know? yeah. you know, right? The blonde okay. blue-eyed boy.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you
4: know who
0: else I used to like? The Archie comic strips. Do you remember mm-hmm. those? Yes, I Yeah, Ver- Archie. Archie with Veronica. I always wanted to be Veronica.
5: Me too. And-
1: <laughs> yeah, I totally did. Yeah, lodge, mm-hmm. la- the lodge. Veronica oh, I lodge. was Teen Betty all the
4: way. Really? Mm. <laughs> and and now so they've funny? made like an updated show about them. Have and you? you like, like, know? Know. No,
0: no, I isn't didn't that- know that. Yeah. But it's, yeah, a, it's it, like
4: it's like River it's by Riverdale. By. Yeah. Riverdale, yeah. Riverdale, it's called Riverside, yeah. and it's it Riverdale. 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 Riverdale, yeah. And it oh, is yeah. not
1: PG,
3: that's
0: so yeah. cool. I'm gonna watch, I did not know that.
3: Yeah, yeah. it's you not a good TV, cast, but Mark Consuelos, I think, and yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a good cast, yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. I have never
1: yeah. seen it. I have to say though the spin the bottle was a hoot.
3: Oh yeah, Mary Kay, that was great. Thank you for guiding us through all of that. That was was a lot of fun. I had so I
1: I had so much fun thinking of all the questions, and there were so many more I was going to (laughs) ask.
4: I don't think we (laughs) could have gotten through a two-hour show.
1: Some of them would have been a little
3: uh, p a little. R-rated, Un-based? yeah. Our but hey,
4: I I brought up throbbing members, so I <laughs> I, yeah, I almost <laughs> oh, fell off I my chair <laughs> after that. You're going to get us. What is the thing you get? Oh, yeah. when, you, when your show did something wrong, you <laughs> stamp on <laughs> it, like, censored. And
2: Teddy, yes, I
0: loved, loved, loved your
3: trailer.
0: <laughs>
2: oh yeah, my oh, god! Yes,
0: and the, the sound of the waters.
3: Oh, and, oh it was beautiful, <gasps> and the yeah. book. It the book is just so beautiful. I just hope everyone who watched tonight goes and orders it and get it to your night right bag. away.
0: Get those yeah. numbers. Yeah. You know, get get your book on the first day it comes out. Yeah, well, We you always know.
3: say pre-orders help so much, you know, yeah, definitely
4: it's been uh, it's definitely been not to overuse the journey metaphor, but it has definitely been a journey writing that book. How many years have you been a, working on that? Three and a half years in secret. Oh just, yeah. the, the information was so much harder to find than than I would have thought. Um, Somebody just asked what museum? That is the Ships of the Sea Maritime Museum in Savannah, Georgia. In fact, one of the events that I'm doing, on pub day actually, is going to be live from the Ships of the Sea Museum. And we're gonna get to show artifacts for the first time. That's gonna be so so cool. cool. They've you know they found the ship, so there's gold and pocket watches and um, jewelry and silverware and plates and uh, name it. And, and they have found it. Just What's the date of that, Patty? I know you're coming to Charleston, uh, um, on yeah, the 11th, Santa is March 9th, and Charleston is March 11th. That's what I thought, and of yeah, course, but I want to. Friends and Fiction on March tenth, but I don't, uh, and
0: they're all virtual, sadly. But yeah. they're all different. All yeah. the but know. at least with the with your museum one, we'll be able to follow you and see mm-hmm. things. It'll be like we're really there. And,
4: you get a
3: tour of it. It's yeah. not so sad because all of our friends out there who are watching us are going to be able to join That's you. It's going to be great. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. People who wouldn't have made it to Savannah or yeah. Charleston or yeah. anywhere otherwise, we'll we'll get yeah. together, get a chance.
3: Yeah. Absolutely.
4: Yeah. You know, it uh thinking
1: about surviving Savannah and them. It's so freaky that they discovered the ship while you were working on the book. Isn't that yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, oh, we're, 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 yeah. one of those No, you most you're yep. intended
4: to write that. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. That's why I I feel like it was the book that was wouldn't leave me alone. Like every time I thought I would give up, mm-hmm. something would happen. Like they'd find the ship. Or they'd mm-hmm. find the name tag of the character I was writing about. Oh, or they so so it was the book that would not leave me alone. Yeah. Did you, have you guys
1: have you guys watched The Dig?
4: Yes. It's so yes. good.
1: Yes. No. Oh my gosh. I would it's love a great that film. though. Carrie so yeah. Mulligan.
4: It's so good. Ray finds well, signs. well signs.
1: Yeah.
0: It's yeah. amazing. And they had That's to tuck nice. it all away until after the war. And But uh, the sense of continuity was so beautiful. And that's, I think, what we're going to get from your book, is that sense of life goes on in
3: continuity. It's It's so good. It it was such a beautiful book. I was so honored to get to read it earlier.
4: I'm probably blushing like my shirt. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone gets to read it soon.
5: Yeah, exactly. I better be reading it in a couple of days, or we're going to be having some words.
4: It's somewhere between Birmingham, Alabama, and...
5: And your home. I, don't right? know. I have it online, but I just I need to like hold it and like yeah. be in my chair with yep. my blanket. Do you, you know? need to? Yeah. Do you
4: need to do this to it?
5: Like yeah, like I, I need am. to like and I need to like smell it a little bit. And I also, you know, you just remember like I remember like laying by the pool reading, becoming Mrs. Lewis. Now it was very know. early because I had a very early advanced coffee.
4: I'm just kidding, you
5: Patty. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but so you do,
5: you remember, you know, when you're reading those, like real, you remember reading the book. It's awesome.
4: That would have been, that's another for our next Valentine's Cat, Mary Kay. That's a really good one. Like, what is the first book that you were reading and you fell so in love with it that you can remember where you were sitting, yes. where you were reading it? Yeah, totally yeah like, just,
3: that's a great question. Yeah. I don't know that I can yeah.
4: remember the
1: first one. I can just remember, um, so many. And lots of, uh, I'll tell you, a lot of them are audio books. Yeah. Oh, because when in the, you know, I, I listened to a Louise Penny when I was driving to, um, to North Carolina to do a writer's um getaway. And I was doing a lot of walking uh, at that time. I would walk up and down the beach and listening to that Louise Penny and um and then you know listening to Kate Quinn's uh, oh
4: gosh, she her audiobooks are
1: yeah, I was so listening crazy. to um, the Alice Network on a long car trip, and I was so involved and terrified when things got hairy, I had to pull up the side of the road.
3: Are you serious? Wow. What a compliment to the book. It's such a great book. But yeah, what a wonderful thing to hear.
0: Well, Patty, you and I were both talking. Well, you said, texted that you were reading um, The Ocean at the End of the Lane. And yep. I had told you about that, and you told me about the audio, which was Neil Gaiman's voice is like Alan Rickman yeah. speaking of great voices. And then you had told me to read Daisy and the Six, and I, I read oh. the listen to the audio, so and good. both of those are those exactly the same. Makes you want to be a different kind of writer. It's just, it was so. Okay. You couldn't put it down. You couldn't stop listening. You just kind of you get in the driveway. And you remember and you where stop. you
4: were when you were listening to it or reading yeah. it. Like you know where you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So true.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, you're right. All right,
3: ladies, I gotta go for Jason's birthday. Gonna- oh, Happy, Happy, Happy Valentine's Day.
1: Happy you.
0: Thank you for tuning in. Join us every week on Facebook or YouTube where our live show airs every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And please, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram. We're so glad you're here.
6: Produced by
1: Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.